0: Yo, what's good meatheads? Hope you're having an amazing day and welcome to another episode of the Meathead on the Mic podcast. It's your returning champion, IFBB Pro Matt Boutale, coming at you with another topic today. And today, I'll be breaking down what the end goal of flexible dieting looks like with me as your head coach in the Natural Nomad Academy and just in general. But I'm going to also explain to you how I handle, essentially, flexible dieting for people that struggle with food addictions mainly They love junk food. And I wouldn't even say struggle with junk food addiction. I just say if you fucking like junk food, (laughs) then you like junk food. I kind of like it. I Actually, I do like it. I always talk about it in my other episodes. Pizza is my thing. I love pizza. Wings, cool. But pizza, fuck yeah. So how do I stay fit? How do I stay lean and still eat pizza? Well, of course, I'm on the other spectrum of things. I'm on the extreme because I'm a professional bodybuilder, but I can sort of explain to you how it works on an average person's scale and what we do at the Natural Nomad Academy with people that are just honestly wanting to burn some fat, get rid of the beer belly, get rid of the love handles, get rid of the man boobs, but still eat the foods that they love, okay? So that's what we'll be diving into today. But before we dive in, please invite uh, invite somebody or share this episode out to somebody else that you may think has a problem with this, or you've seen them diet over and over again, they haven't really lost weight, and, you know, it might be because they keep restricting themselves from foods that they like, and then when they eat those foods, they feel like a failure, because, I mean, they give into their cravings, right, and then because they feel like a a failure giving to their cravings, they quit the diet altogether, and they don't make progress. If you know anybody that's going through that, if, you know, you have a friend that's going through that, a cousin, a relative, anybody, Send this episode out to them, let them listen to this because there's definitely something in this episode for them to not only hear, but to practice in their life, so that they can burn the fat that they want to burn, so that they can, you know, get the body that they want, move further away from the beer belly and the man boobs and closer to having a more healthy, leaner, aesthetic physique, okay? So let's break it down. You're probably laughing at the title of this episode, Fast Food Can Help You Burn Fat, or Did You Know That Pizza and Burgers Can Help You Burn Fat?, Well, essentially, that's the question, and it's fucking rhetorical, because if you're outside of the fitness sphere, you don't really know that it's possible, right? Everybody, or mostly, I'd say probably 99% of the people in the fitness industry know that, you know, the type of foods, of course, does matter, because the quality, you know, is going to give you the nutrients that you need, so on and so forth, but also, it's technically about the quantity, everything, the whole thing, it's all a numbers game, the quantity, Numbers uh, or quantity in the sense of calories, your caloric intake, how many calories are you eating? That's more important than where you're getting your calories from in the sense of just burning fat if we're cutting it straight down the middle. But if we're really getting down to it and like talking about being healthy, of course, you don't want to always eat fast food. You want to have it sometimes. It's healthy that way because now you give in to your, your urges, not necessarily your urges. You feed yourself what you like anyway, so you don't even have to crave it in the first place. It's, it feels fucking normal, like your diet will feel normal, and it'll feel flexible because it feels normal, and because of that, you'll be able to stick to it, and because you, uh, you'll you be able to stick to it, and the calories are you're sticking to, and you're abiding to with the best of your ability, the calories that you need to eat, you're going to get your results. Okay, so let's dive into this. Did you know that burgers can help you burn fat? That's my question. It's fucking rhetorical, as I just said, and you heard that right, but let me walk you through the process. So... I'm just going to tell you something real quick. Whenever I encounter somebody going through their fat loss journey for the very first time, I often hear them say, no more chips, no more burgers, no more pizza, no more fries or donuts or whatever for me. I'm cutting that shit out. No more soda. That's the, the biggest one. No more soda for me. No more sugars. I'm cutting it out. And I ask them why. Well, because I want to burn fat. Well, because I want to lose my, my, my man boobs because I want to lose my beer belly. You know, I think the sodas, all the bubble and the, the, the carbonated sodas making my, my gut larger and all like, I, all that stuff. And I'm not pointing a finger and laughing. I'm just really, as I said, I'm coming to realization that it's it's not common knowledge or even common practice for people outside of the fitness industry to understand that, like, the foods that you eat, yes, quality does matter. But quantity matters more than quality does if you're focusing on the basics when it comes to just burning fat right? Generally, I'm still going to stand by the fact that the quality of the food is is superior because for someone like me, sticking to a caloric number isn't an issue because I'm a professional, but for the average person, that's more of a task than, than it is or than it would be for me. So I would understand that you would have an issue or more of an issue with just generally losing your weight, burning your fat. I understand that. And I understand that you don't understand that there's a that the common knowledge and the common practice that happens within the fitness industry isn't something that you're privy to. You don't know about it. And that's why I'm here to explain to you and help really deconstruct some misconceptions that you may have relating to fast food and it being the reason why you are fat or why you have fat on your body. It's not It, it, it is not the reason why it's always about the quantity of calories. Calories in, calories out. Nobody is bigger, pun intended, than the law of thermodynamics. Nobody. It just works that way. It's like gravity. Can't fucking change the laws of physics. It just happens that way, right? So if we can understand that calories is the number one thing to focus on, then it becomes very simple. Make sure you hit that number. But how you go on about hitting that number, how you go on about hitting a a caloric target without feeling like you're suffering, without feeling like you're restricting yourself, without hating the process, that's another story, it's another story, but it's just another chapter from the same book, and I'm going to be talking about that book today, and that book is called Flexible Dieting, and no, it's not an actual book, I'm just using this as a metaphor, it sounds good, (laughs) so let's go into it, you know, I, I often hear them say, yeah, no more of this, no more of that, no more, insert food, and if you are one of those people, let me know, just Honestly, nod your head or drop a comment somewhere or shoot me a message. Hey, man, whatever you said that sounded just like me, you were talking to me, then that's cool. All right. So if that's you, listen up. So when, okay, so of course I I coach athletes, I I I coach bodybuilders and um, amateur athletes that want to, and or are aspiring bodybuilders, right? So athletes of all kinds, I I love working with them, right? Because they're like me, but I also help the average Joe. Okay, and for the average Joe that joins the Natural Nomad Academy, as their coach and as a professional, we create a plan so that they can stay eating as clean as possible for the first three to four months, depending on their starting point for fat loss. Okay, and what does that mean, as clean as possible? Well, it means everything that you've been eating up until this point that got you to where you are, I'm gonna have you cut out temporarily. Like, so we're gonna do that strict shit, but it's gonna be temporary. And the reason why we're going to do it isn't because I need you to learn how to be strict all the time and never eat the fast foods again. No, it's to train your mind to give yourself a sense of discipline by doing something for a specific result. And if you can thug that shit up for three months, four months even though it gets hard, because it fucking does get hard, after the four months, well, well you know, when they get the results, because it's just going to come, they're going to realize, okay, I'm not afraid to really step out of this bubble and, like, have a little bit of this, have a little bit of that, because I'm seeing the results come. And if I am eating these this amount of calories, right, and my results are lining up with being physically active and eating that amount of calories, and I understand that, now all I'm going to do is, what we would do is, After that three to four month period, depending on how compliant they are with their nutrition, slowly start to introduce them and teach them how to essentially do macro coaching where it's you're you're focused less on not eating junk food. You're focused more on being flexible and guys and girls, flexible dieting is the best thing ever. It's so wonderful, but it's also one of the worst things ever for most people that don't have discipline. Okay, that's why I do the three to four month vetting process and like making them eat as, as clean as possible and clean foods. Again, it's not like you're not going to enjoy it. You're pretty much going to be eating the food that you ate while you're growing up that was healthy. I'm not going to make you eat shit that you don't fucking want to eat. There's, there's no way. I would never do that. So I would never make you do that. Right? And I don't make my clients do that. They all get custom nutrition protocols that are based on what they like. If they don't like something that they see, then we change it right it's pretty much based off of their applications and the recommendations but anyway that's a conversation for more, for another day right so as a coach and as their professional right I'd create the program for them 3 to 4 months the very beginning they're eating only home cooked meals they're not allowed to you know start to experiment with eating out uh, you know fast foods and all that stuff because they don't really understand again 99% of the fitness bubble understands the 1% of everybody else which is odd to say 1%, but everybody else that doesn't understand, that's them. And you can't, you, you got to learn how to crawl, and then you got to learn how to walk, then you got to learn how to run. If I just teach you how to run, it's it's cool. You get to go the fastest speed, make the most progress. You feel the most comfortable, essentially, right? But if you don't have the fundamentals down, you're going to run out of control. What does that mean? Well, if you don't have the discipline to Learn how to say no to yourself when it comes to putting something in your mouth, food in this case, get your mind out of the gutter, then it's going to be very difficult for you to actually stick to your caloric requirements if you want to do flexible dieting. Like flexible dieting, meaning incorporating junk food 20% of the time and still eating your home cooked meals 80% of the time. And the reason why is because, well, you're just going to lose yourself. If you can't say no to the food you put in your mouth, then when you try to attempt to put yourself in the scenario where you can attempt flexible dieting and you're not fucking ready, you're going to shit the bed all over the place. And it's going to be a very scary scene. <laughs> you're going to be very mad. You're going to be very sad. You're going to be upset. You're going to regret it. You're going to feel like shit. You might even hate yourself a little bit for going out to eat that, whatever it was, because you couldn't control yourself, right? So the first three to four months is developing self-control, developing discipline for the person at the National Med Academy that is focused on burning fat, but also, you know, getting their physique in check, getting rid of the man boobs to the best of their ability, minimizing the love handles, and trying to shrink up that that beer belly, that gut, right? So that's the approach. Eat home-cooked meals 100% of the time for three to four months, and then after that, you can have, if, if you're eating four meals a day, uh, and one day you decide, I want burgers and fries, or I want to go have a massive pizza and wings, just take out two meals, and then whatever those two meals are equated to in, in terms of calories – you're going to get the equivalent in cheat food. Does, does that make sense? So that you're not going over the amount of cal- uh, calories that you need to eat to be able to still lose weight, but you're also not s- essentially keeping yourself away or cutting food groups out completely, even if it is junk, right? And here's also where the quality comes in with the food. Because you can have two foods, okay, that are the same calories, but have a different macronutrient composition. What is a macronutrient, first of all, for those of you that don't know, that don't live in the fitness space? A macronutrient, you've you've heard of them before. You've heard of them. There's three main ones we focus on. The first one, builds muscle. You already know what it is because I don't even have to tell you. It's protein, muscle food, right? The second one is carbohydrates. Gives you energy. Gives you energy to go to the gym, to go to work, to walk, to wake up, to to shit, to everything. Gives you energy. It's the body's fuel, And then last but not least, we have fat, which is also another form of the body's fuel, and it's left bioavailable when we consume too many carbs and we're not burning them off. So carbs themselves won't make you fat. But if you eat carbs and you're not exercising and you're having a lot of carbs, and that large amount of carbs also translates and or adds to the fact that you are eating more calories than you need to eat in order to to stay that weight, either or you're in a surplus – you're going to get fat. But eating that food or eating a food, eating a slice of pizza is not going to make you fat if all you had was a slice of pizza that day. Does that make sense? Because what is a slice of pizza? 200 calories. Right? So it's junk food won't make you fat. It's the amount of calories that you eat. Okay? So, again, we've got that out the way. First four months, eat clean. And then after that, if they're ready... Start to show them macronutrient uh, sort of style dieting, okay? So then once we correct their metabolism, regulate their hormones, and fix any potential digestive issues that they had prior to eating, you know, food that their bodies accept, you know, these things usually happen when people choose the worst quality foods, junk food. And eat them consistently. And like on the flip side, what I was talking about when I was comparing quality, which I also will be talking a little bit more about in depth in, in terms of a comparison with some actual numerical values here with like meals and stuff and calories. So you can actually see the picture and hopefully it can paint the picture for you is like you want to have foods that have better macronutrient composition and foods that have better macronutrient composition guys and girls are the ones that are, are cooked at home. They're the ones that are healthy. They're the ones that, honestly, people shy away from because they think that it has to be this fucking dry rice and chicken meal with asparagus, and it. it really doesn't. Can be You can cook, first of all, I'm going to put this out here because a lot of the people that are watching this or listening to this that have the same uh, misconceptions about most of the things I talked about in this episode also have their misconception about what I'm about to talk about right now. Okay? And that misconception, and let me know if this is you, That misconception, guys and girls, is what? The misconception of calories. The misconception, guys and girls, pay attention. You have to make sure that the, like I want you to understand when it comes to the macronutrient value of food, that you need to make sure protein is the the biggest thing, that you're you're getting a lot of protein in whatever it is you're eating. Because not only is it going to make you feel more full right? The more protein you have, the, the more full you're going to feel. But on top of that, it's going to add to the total amount of protein that you're consuming in a day, which is beneficial because it's going to feed your muscle. And the more muscle you have on your body, the more fat you're going to burn. And even better, the, more, the longer you're going to keep that fat off because the more muscle you have on your body, the more calories your body will burn, just in a rested state, which means that essentially chasing a path where you're growing muscle, not essentially to be a bodybuilder, but just to look better, is going to help you burn fat and not only that but keep it off right which is why it's important to look at the macronutrients so you'll have two foods that are both 800 or say 500 calories one has got 80 grams of protein and we'll say a couple hundred grams of carbs maybe 400 grams of carbs 300 grams of of carbs in it right this is a large ass meal the other one will have like 600, 700 grams of carbs, right? This is a large ass. This is like a pizza, right? And like 20, 40, 30 grams of protein, maybe. And when you look at the macronutrient spread on that, it doesn't favor protein. And that I would honestly rank down if I was to compare the two because I'm honestly getting less, micro, or less macronutrient value out of the food that I'm getting the same calories from. So yes, you can still lose weight with the pizza, but you'll be more healthy losing weight with the whole uh, food, which is why I always stick by eat 80, eat clean 80% of the time and 20% of the time. Fuck around, have your pizza, have your fast food, whatever it is, go to your favorite restaurant, right? But always make sure that you're replacing certain meals to make sure that that gap of meals you're replacing is that junk food and no more, maybe less. That's cool. But no more than that, that limit, because then you start to go into a surplus. And when you repeat that habit over and over again, You get fat. We know what happens from there. Okay. So the whole point of this, the whole point of me even explaining this is is even when I teach them, my clients is they need to know about this because outside of like training, cardio, and supplements, nutrition is the number one thing that they need to know to like be successful and graduate the National Nomad Academy so that they can keep the results. The whole point is not so that they can have a coach forever. Right? If you have a coach and you left that coach and you left the coach with the same amount of knowledge you had when you met the coach coach didn't do anything for you. Okay. So we, again, we do this by substituting junk food on days that you want to have them so that you don't have to eat as much. You still feel full, but you don't have to put on fat for it. Right. Talked about that. The 80, 20 rule. I've talked about it at least like 30 times in the last hundred episodes, right? You can scan through them and check if you want. All right. So again, Burgers, pizza, donuts, all that shit can help you burn fat. The catch is that you don't eat them every day. What does that mean? It's simple. Super simple. If you give yourself a limit that we just talked about to burn fat, stick to it. It's that simple, right? By controlling the types of food that you eat, you can still feel full and essentially eat less calories feeling more full. If you've ever heard that weird saying of, you can eat more. And you can also be full and you can also burn more fat than you were if you, than you were, if you're going to do the opposite, which is eat less and starve all the time. And it sounds weird. Cause it's like, well, if I'm putting more stuff in my body, more food, and I'm feeling more full and there's technically quote unquote, more weight in my body because of the food, how am I burning more? It, you know, it just doesn't sound right. It doesn't make sense to the people outside of the fitness sphere, but to us and when I try to teach the clients is this example here. So I'm going to give you like a little numerical sort of, I want, I'm going to paint a picture for you. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to look at two meals here and these are accurate. You can Google these. Okay. Two meals. One of them is a home cooked meal, which is, you know, some rice, some ground Turkey, and then some vegetables. It's like a good meal. Think of a good meal. I've got the numbers for it. So 250 grams of Jasmine rice, 170 grams of ground turkey cooked, and then whatever amount of vegetables that you want, because vegetables are fucking water. I don't count those calories, and neither should you. That meal totals out to 680 calories, and that sounds quite filling. 250 grams of rice, 170 grams or 6 ounces of meat, okay? And then however many vegetables you want with that. And again, you can season the foods that you want to season the way you want to season them. You don't have to not enjoy these foods, That's the one thing I always see with uh, some of you people that have these misconceptions is that, well, if I season my food, then it's going to make me more fat. No, use dry herb seasonings, like dry rub seasonings that are like you can, you know, think of like black pepper seasonings that are dry. If you get like those wet ones, um, liquid seasonings, those ones usually have calories, but you can even buy them calorie free. But ultimately, I grew up in a traditional household. So we always, you know, use dry seasonings and you probably do, too. And you should use them if you cook. Otherwise, what the fuck? Because you're not going to enjoy what you're eating anyway, regardless of being on a diet. Would you eat food that's bland? You're a human being. Treat yourself. You have a taste buds for a reason. Don't not season your food because you think it's going to be more healthy. That is the craziest shit ever. You'll never stick to your diet. And you see these crazy bodybuilders are like, some of them are like, oh, I just, you know, cook it and I eat it. Good for you. You get a cookie. Good for you. Clearly, your taste buds don't work, but that's not on me. That's on you. So that big, juicy meal, 250 grams of rice, 170 grams of ground turkey, and however many vegetables you want compared to the junk equivalent. And this is equivalent, but not the exact equal, okay? Because whenever you're mixing and matching these foods to fit the calorie range, you're going to be off under or over, give or take 50 to 100 calories, Okay. 100 calories would be the limit. Anything over 100 calories in discrepancies going over is too much. Okay, so I'm comparing that nice, beautiful, wholesome home-cooked meal that is seasoned well to something that is 560 calories but won't even fill you up. And that is one Big Mac burger, guys and girls. So one Big Mac burger is equal to 560 calories. Okay, whereas that nice loaded ass fucking meal 250 grams of rice 170 grams of ground turkey and then some vegetables 680 calories it's way bigger and it's only 100 calories more than a big mac burger and let's be honest here i'm not no fucking burger boy and maybe you are maybe you aren't but i could eat a burger in less than 10 bites let alone a big mac and still feel hungry with him probably i'll, I'll eat it and still feel hungry and I'm not really a craving dude. Like, I'm not a big eater at all. At all. Like, I have to tell myself to eat my meals when I'm growing in my off-season. Right now, I'm at, uh, for, for today, six meals a day. So, I'll wake up. And this is just a side note. I'm going to be on a tangent just so you can understand the perspective of where I'm coming from a little bit. So, I'll have, like, at least now because I've reduced it. Uh, so sick and tired of eating eggs. I'll have four whole eggs. And then I'll put 200 grams of egg whites into the raw egg mixture beat that up fry that okay and then on the side of that i'll have about 120 grams or three six three sixths, so 90 60 90 120 grams okay 120 grams of oats cook that put it on the side that's meal one boom maybe i'll throw some almond milk in there or some condensed milk for taste ice cream for taste on the on the oats who cares that sometimes later on when i'm just winging it just having some fun that's meal one number two would be, the next four meals following that, are pretty much rice meals, and that's because I, I just like them, first of all, they're easy to prep, second of all, I, f- I grew up on rice, third of all, I love rice, I just, I just do, I can eat rice all day, so I'll have 300 grams, 250 to 300 grams, right now I'm doing 300, because we're slowly increasing, 300 grams uh, of parboiled or jasmine rice, right now I'm doing parboiled, so I'll do 300 grams of that, and then I'll also have uh, 7 ounces of chicken breast, Okay, and then that's meal two. Meal three would be the same, 300 grams of rice parboiled, and then I'll do maybe five ounces of some tuna, and the meal after that would be seven ounces ground turkey, is actually close to the meal that we're talking about, seven ounces ground turkey, and 300 grams of parboiled rice, okay, and the one after that is I'll do a pasta meal, okay, about 330 grams. All right. And it's like a mixture and I calculated it and I know all the macros and all that stuff for it. So I don't have to continue to measure the beef aside from the pasta and all that long stuff. So anyway, that's the first five meals and the last meal. is not really a meal. It's just an accumulation of all the snacks that I'll have through a day through the day. And I'll put that on when I'm recording my, my nutrition. I'll put that on the last block so that I can pretty much see all the snacks that I had that day without having to look through each and every window of the meals that I had. Typically, all the snacks I have are pre or post-workout, and it could be two slices of Wonder Bread and 30 grams of, like, cheese whiz for a sandwich, just a quick little carb sandwich, or I'll replace that with jam sometimes, or I'll have rice cake with jam sometimes, or I'll have two Rice Krispies and a pack of Pop-Tarts, um, whatever it is, really, right? And I'll add those things to the bottom, and those things will bring me from typically over 4,100 calories to damn near 4,500, but if I don't have those snacks, and if I don't crave the sweet tooth, and I don't want that pre-workout carb, I'll probably just chill around 4,000 flat or 4,100 calories a day, and that's what I need to eat in order for me to grow, okay, and then when I'm cutting down, it changes, but that's a whole different tangent, now you see the other perspective, so let's get back into it, guys and girls, 680 calories for a wholesome meal, a large meal, I'm a professional bodybuilder, and the meal that I just explained is, I've eaten that meal several times, 250 grams of rice, six ounces of turkey, and a lot of vegetables, okay? It's filling. I'm not even a big eater, but it's filling, okay? And a burger, 560 calories from McDonald's. Not going to fill you up, but it has almost the exact same amount of calories. So just by that alone, you can sort of paint the picture and see that you can actually eat more food and still have very, very low calories with the larger consumption of food. Whereas for the Big Mac burger, the calories are sky high, but the portion is just a bite. And no wonder people get obese. No wonder people struggle with food addictions. No wonder I know people, you know people, you are probably the person that could eat a medium box of pizza, two burgers, and a fucking burrito in one sitting. It's because mostly, they can, it's just... Okay, the, the pizza, I snapped. Pizza's pretty big. <laughs> but the burger, okay, the burrito. Burrito's different, too, because burrito's actually healthy, in my opinion. Actually, it just is. It's just fucking healthy. Like, if you're eating a good burrito, it's healthy. And that's why it probably fills you up. But if we're really talking about true drunk food, like burgers and shit like that from fast food restaurants and stuff, those are the things that are really going to set you off. Oreo cookies, man. Criminal. Bro, I'm not judging them. I, you just fucking eat them. I love them. But criminal, man. 53 gr- calories per cookie. One sleeve of cookies. Bro, you will screw up your whole entire like diet in one day eating a sleeve of cookies. You can accidentally pack on almost 1,000 calories by not even finishing a box of Oreos. And it's weird because 1,000 calories? What? Almost 1,000, like 800 calories through almost a box of Oreos? How is that possible? This, again, paint the same picture that we painted with the large turkey meal with rice and this Big Mac burger. It's the same thing. It's a super, super small little piece of sh- shit. It's not actually shit. I like Oreos. I'm just, you know, let's understand this. Let's demonize it temporarily. And that has a lot of calories. So many damn calories. More than we even know. And the worst part about it is. They taste so fucking good, but they never fill us up, so we can eat them all day long. And that's where the calories come on, okay? The rice meal is more filling because it has more food volume. It's larger on a plate. It's bigger. It's going to take up more space in your stomach and make you feel more full. Also, when we, you know uh, the, the macronutrients we talked about earlier on in the episode, because they have a better macronutrient spread and they have more protein, The protein is going to help satiate you. Satiate you means just make you feel full. Satiation, just, you know, to satisfy you with the meal, like you feel full, like you're not hungry after you ate. Okay. So it's it's satisfying. It's satiating. It's going to fill you up and make you feel good because of the protein and the food volume, the size of the food, how big it is. And when it goes in your stomach, you'll feel how big it is, or at least your body will, and that will signal to your brain that, okay, well, we're full and we ate well right, with good nutrients too, okay, but that burger, man, that burger has an absurd amount of calories for such a small serving, just like the Oreo we talked about, a burger is literally less than 10 bites and quick chews, man, whereas the home-cooked rice and turkey meals, easily, 30 bites and longer chews, which makes you feel more full, I'm really trying my best to help you paint this picture here to understand, you can eat more, and burn more fat as weird as that sounds and by doing that and understanding that properly you can also 20 percent of the time phase in a little disrespectful burger and still go on about your married way burning your fat building your muscle changing your physique getting rid of your man boobs whatever it is in your fitness journey you can still have success and incorporate the foods you think you can't okay why was simple it literally takes up more space in your stomach without having ridiculously high calories. Imagine trying to get full off of burgers the same way you got full off of that rice meal. Do you know how many burgers that would take? And even then, you might not... Like, you'll you'll be full, but the calories that you would have consumed... Fuck, two burgers is already over a 1,000 calories. And two burgers is like, okay, the average person should feel full off of that. But if you're overweight... If you've got man boobs, if you're obese, and you're listening to this, and you can scarf down two burgers and still feel hungry, we know where the danger is, right? So, again, burger, it's like air. It'll go down, and then by the time you drive home from the drive-thru, it's like, did I even eat? you got to fucking smell your own burps to see if you did, because you can't tell if the food's there. (laughs) It's gone. It's a small size. or It doesn't fill you up, but the calories are, like, sky high, right? Hope that makes sense to you. Okay, so, again... You want to have a better macro spread, macronutrients, and and essentially always lean towards eating healthier. Even though you can abuse the system and eat more fast food than you should and still be in your caloric range, it's not going to benefit you in the long run if you are completely ignoring your macronutrients because that's going to mess up your body composition when you do get down to your leaner body fat. Okay? And even if you do hit your macronutrients with junk food, which is possible. OK, it's we can go a layer deeper. It's always going to be a little bit unhe- a little bit more unhealthy and cause a little bit more stress than it should. How? Because not all, now it's not micronutrients. Micronutrients box are checked because, I mean, we're going to assume that you've been eating all of your uh, your foods, your, your macros, your calories, respecting them all, hitting all the targets. But with fast food or at least majority fast food, which you can absolutely do and still get successful from some people's genetics favor it more than others. But. We can check off the macros box, but it's still unhealthy because we've got to go a little bit deeper and we have to check off the micros box, which is micronutrients. And micronutrients are the vitamins, okay? The small things, the minerals, and all that stuff inside the foods that you eat, right? And of course, fat foods are typically devoid of them. They have very, very low amounts, if any at all. And if, if anything, high amounts of uh, preservatives, high amounts of shit you don't want to put in your body that you're not supposed to put in your body. And that's not a good trade off. Which is why I would always recommend that even if you can, technically in theory and in practice, build muscle and burn fat by eating straight junk food, I would I would recommend against it. I'd recommend against it because this is a longevity game here. And that isn't a game you can play for the long run. Because something is bound to happen if the quality of your food that you're putting into your mouth close to 90% of the time is not good. Okay? You can have some of... You can have... Some of it all the time, not all of it some of the time, okay? That's how I would like to say it. Give yourself a taste of it. Don't ever cut it out. Let yourself know that you can still have it, okay? But don't live for it. You can definitely burn fat build muscle with strictly fat food if you wanted to. There are people that do it online, but it's not the smartest move for your insides. Your outsides might appear good, but your insides may make to differ, all right? This is why why I stress the importance of eating clean 80% of the time, bare minimum. Bare minimum. Okay? 80% of the time, you're eating home-cooked meals. And for the remaining 20% of the time, you can still have that burger. Like, all you've got to do is replace, as I said, one or two meals to roughly cover the calories of the prepped meal or meals that you would have had to or that you would have eaten if you decided not to have that fast food to hit your caloric goal for that day. An example, just another example so so you can understand, so you can paint the picture and really get the POV. You need to eat about 2,400 to 2,500 calories a day to burn about half one and a half pounds per week, okay? And this is, of course, just an example. 19 to, 1,900 to 2,000 of those calories will be like home-cooked co- home healthy meals, <clears throat> excuse me, And the final four to 500 calories could be that one burger, right? So I'm going to explain that again. 2,400 to twenty we'll say 2,500 calories is all you need in a day. 2,000 of those calories, you have them through your wholesome home-cooked meals, you know, your rice and turkey and your eggs in the morning for bread, whatever it is. Healthy, uh, whole-cooked, home foods that you're eating from home that have great macronutrient spreads, lots of protein, you know, have them. Make your 2,000 calories out of your 2,500 about them. And that last 500 calories, hey, what's a fucking Big Mac? 560? Off by 60 calories, a little bit more? That's cool. Have it. For me, the rule is if it's over 100 calories more than my limit, after I phase it in, no chance. Leave it alone. But if it's under the 100, I'll throw it in there. Is it going to kill me? Is 60 calories going to kill me? Fuck no. Especially if I'm going to the gym. And that's how you should start to think too, of course, if you go to the gym <laughs> and you're in a cal- uh, calorie deficit. Again, so the point here is not for you to be perfect and actually like 100% be 80 and be 20. It's going to be fucking 79, 21 some days. It's going to be 19 and 81 some days. Shit, it might be 100 some days. Shit, it might be 50, 50 some days. Human being, you're a human being. <laughs> the Fuck. you're still going to make your progress. And that's the point here. That food itself won't do anything to you. But the amount of food that you eat that is that food, typically it's that food because it's easier to get in a lot more calories from something that is small that has more calories than something that is big and has more calories because you'll get full before you even eat the same amount of calories with a healthy, larger size, bigger volume thing. Make sense? Again, you may go over 100 calories, under 100 calories, doesn't matter. Right? If you clean, eat clean most of the time and you're training at least two to three times per week, guys and girls, for the most part, if you're sticking to the calories that you need to eat while you're training, you can eat anything, as I, as I explained, but that, you shouldn't do that. I'm just telling you the truth, though, because you will find out about it if you just do a little digging. right? I always recommend eating healthy and wholesome all the time, though, because you would be giving yourself an edge, and that's what you want. Okay? That's seriously what you want, and this applies to everything. Every single thing. If you want to eat burgers every day and burn fat, you can still do it. But a better way to eat them every day would be to make them from home. If you really are a burger boy, if you love your burgers so much, and you're so against the going out to McDonald's or Burger King, you're just tired of it, even though you like it still, like you, you want to personally knock the habit of just wasting money on fast food, you can also learn how to make your own versions of burgers at home. And now here is where you get the best of the both worlds. All right, here is where I could compare this to the turkey meal and find an, uh, you know a balance. Okay? You'll have the best of both worlds. And this also applies to pizza, wings, burritos, and any of these quote-unquote bad junk foods that are are I guess bad when you buy them from the fast food spot, but are fucking amazing when you have control over how they're prepared at home so that you can make sure they have a great macronutrient spread and you can have more of it. Because of the calories thing that we talked about with the turkey meal compared to the burgers meal, right? So what was I talking about if you don't remember? It has less calories, but it is bigger, more volume, more space in your stomach it'll take up, right? So if we can understand that home, whole, or sorry, home-cooked f- foods that are wholesome have that effect, then what happens if you get your favorite drunk food and you make it from scratch at home? Well, now, A, you've got the best tasting shit ever because you fucking love burgers or you love your pizza. And B, you made it from home, so you control the nutrients that were in that. And by controlling it, you allow yourself to be able to consume more than you would have been able to consume by ordering out and also have it be a lot more healthier. Simply understanding that healthy foods pack more nutrition and have less calories than fast foods. OK, you can order it as a like you can literally order it as, at a fast food restaurant and fit into your calories like we talked about, you know, the puzzle piece method for less nutritional value and more calories or and I would always recommend the or you can have more quantity, a larger amount of that, quote unquote, fast food, maybe even season it the way you like and do some twists with it that make you like it more with whether it's burgers or, or pizza or whatever it is that you can cook at home. Right, With healthier ingredients, control over the amount of oil, leaner cuts of meats or ground beef right, for more nutritional value to feel more full with less calories. That's the best of both worlds, essentially. Make your own burgers at home. right? But you can still do it by going to the fast food restaurant. I'm just literally trying my best to explain every avenue to you guys so you completely understand where we're coming from here. Especially if you're foreign to this world. You're new to fitness. You just got started with your fat loss journey. Okay? You can still burn fat with a burger in your mouth, dude. Burger King, McDonald's, Five Guys, or Home Cooked. However you want your burger, you can have it. Right? You can have them all only, though, if you understand this. So don't sweat cutting out foods that you love. Only sweat in the gym. Let's go. That's it. That's all. If you like this episode, share it out with a friend. I hope I was able to deliver a valuable experience to you guys and girls today. Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. Let's embrace your inner meathead together. It's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. IFPV Pro Map Vitale. signing out. Boom. Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. This is the number one podcast for anyone on this planet, country, or nation who wants to get in the best physical shape for their next vacation. Don't forget to implement at least one thing from this podcast. Remember, information without implementation is just fucking noise. I provide actionable value for a reason. Take full advantage of it. If you laughed, cried, got any value, motivation, or inspiration from this podcast, share it out to one friend who you know will enjoy it too. Shameless plug, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Matt Butale, if you want to know this meathead on a more personal level. Heads up, it's not safe for work and it can get explicit. Viewer's discretion is advised, but I promise you will still laugh, learn, and get value. Also, if you want to lose 25 pounds and become a part of the Natural Nomad Academy and join the meathead community, feel free to DM me and I'll see if you'll be a good fit. Let's embrace your inner meathead. All right. It's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. Natural Nomad Academy head coach and natural IFBB pro Matt Butale signing out.